All right, what's up, guys? We are starting the show a little bit early, and we could have started even earlier than this. And I know some yeah. fans were some fans were begging us to do it. <laughs> it's awkward. I can't even watch. If something happened, you're up here. Who no, knows? People, who people want to wake up early today. I got to wake up early tomorrow, so they want. It's to a it's a late start. game, and it makes sense um, for us. That's, to, that's what uh, on demand's for. I know that, but we like our live audience, don't we? Yeah, I mean, we got West Coasters. We got people all over the world. Australia's checking in. We different got people, times right. of day. Yeah, yeah. But if this was a nail biter, though, maybe there's more people. Maybe, but still, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate. Should have been a nail biter. You come into this one, one point underdogs, and you win by what was the final score? <laughs> Is the still, game still going? Still going. Still going. <laughs> Above, yeah, above up, 25 to 98. So up 39. I think that's going to be the final score. To... This is one of the more shocking results I've seen. It's over 125-98. Was this more about the Suns or the Celtics tonight, John? Suns. Uh, Celtics. Uh, both. Both. Celtics. Yeah. yeah but, okay. The Suns, their record, though. I mean, they look. They really had to. They had to fight for some of those. Some of those wins. I mean. If you look at both teams, I mean, you kind of had a sense that Celtics were going to win this one way or another. I didn't think it looked like this, but I really like the Celtics' chances in this one, even though they weren't they weren't even the favorites going into this. I was torn. You lose Horford against an Aiton. Brogdon came back, so that was a boost. But this is one of the better teams in the league coming into tonight in terms of differential, in terms of defense and offense at the same time. Um, yeah, that's true. But I also think that this is this is – the Celtics showing just how far ahead they are, the Suns. And maybe it's not. Maybe this Which is you're crazy. I mean, that's that's about as good of a competition as you're going to see this year. Look, I, I, here's why it's about. conference, though. Right now, the Western Conference, is this, it's shaky. Let's face it. It is. And I don't mean that's that. True. I'm not trying to discredit the Celtics, but this, this again, it shows how ahead they are of, of the Suns right now. And that's, that's why I think it's about the tonight. Celtics is um, this was like, I, you know, I love these games where the opposing team has to like literally reconsider its entire existence after they play you, you know, like who are this we? Is like, and game like seven. Right. Like yeah. you go home and you look in the mirror and be like, I'm ugly, you know, like <laughs> no, nobody likes me. I'll never get a date. Like I, you know, you just and 12 hours so, ago, you felt completely different. You felt so, yeah, even though they lost yeah. to the Mavericks recently, but they're like, we're number right, one in the right. West. And you're yeah. right. Like Bobby said, the Horford game, I thought this one would be annoying. Cause again, you do have the eight and advantage. Aiton was dog shit tonight. Awful. I mean, Booker was awful. Chris was bad in his return. It was a disaster for the Suns. So Paul looked bad. Reason. Paul looked out of shape, but fine. It's a disaster. Booker couldn't hit his shots. Paul looked off eight. And every single time he brought the ball behind below, below his knees, he got stripped. Um, you know, it was just dreadful all around. And they just don't have enough horses. Look, they, they were saying it late in the game. Like, you know, you know, Phoenix might be a regular season team. They play good basketball. They're well coached. They've got some good players. But, like, do they have the horses, you know? Their to, bench to, is shaky. That's where, this game, that's where this game turned. I mean, they've got good in. players, but it's like, are they great players? Like, Chris Paul elevates them for sure. Aiton, you understand why – you know, G, you know, they've had a difficult time deciding what to do with him because the I like and I tweeted this. If you've got a guy like Aiton, okay, a, a true big and 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 you're and the Celtics are without 
any bigs, Horford or Williams, and Williams is on the trip, by the way, here, which, again, we're waiting to see, are any of these games one of the games where he might play? You know, you don't know. Bobby, you've been targeting Saturday with Golden State. I'm down with that, but let's not – we'll get to Rob that was in a little Jimmy, bit. That actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'll roll with it. Okay. But I, I'm saying L.A. if any – if any, But, one but of before games. we get to Rob, like, this should be a game where you've got some advantages. You're getting Paul back, and you've got a, a massive advantage in the middle, and you're home. And you just get absolutely, I mean, obliterated, just run off the court. In in, in, in it, I mean, it was never competitive. This was never competitive. Uh, it's just, it's just dominant. It's like Joe Sway right. said earlier. Even though Joe Sway said, "I'm putting, I'm putting it on the Suns." It's a reality check, just to show, like. Or you know where the Celtics are and where everyone else is. Right. Van Gundy was like tripping on himself earlier in the in the in the broadcast, saying there's only four teams who could win it, and the Suns are one of them. And Jackson was trying to talk him into more teams. Honestly, I might even say there's fewer teams that might win it after watching a game like this. You think anybody yeah. out of the West is beating the Celtics from Milwaukee? There might be two. There might be two teams who can win this thing, assuming everybody's healthy and no major trades, and they're both playing in the East right now. Right. So, I, I mean, they are they are levels above. You know, we talked about them possibly being the Warriors. They are in that range of, like, they are a couple of levels above most teams in the league uh, right now. And the Suns are also rans comparatively to what the Celtics are doing or the way the Celtics are playing right now. Yeah, I just think the records are, are a bit misleading. I mean, look, going into this matchup, you're thinking, well, this, this, this could be a nail-biter. But I just, again, the, the where the Celtics are right now in their progress and where the Suns are, I mean, they're, they're shaky right now. I mean, they had to dust off Chris Paul to, to, to just sort of spice this one up because I think that they knew that they, they needed that sort of counter against the Celtics' offense, you know? And you look at the way the, the, the team is built, they rely a lot on their bench guys, their depth. The Celtics, just from that first quarter alone, like you said, John, it was like, their souls were gone, man. Like, you know, like those guys, right? The other guys, sure. You know, Booker wasn't checked out quite yet, but, you know, this team heavily relies on those other guys. And the Celtics just completely knocked them off. And look, even Aiden in certain, in certain plays, they were trying to get him going, but he can't play like this. He can't play in this style. Not right now. Not with the way the Celtics are rolling, you know, no. trying to keep up. To every fast. time he turned he his back, bad. someone stripped him, and then he'd be like, and his body language, he just wouldn't go back down the court. I mean, he was in right. his, you know, he he was in his head the whole time. Mentally, he was checked out. He was like, man, this team is ridiculous. And that's what the Celtics do. They continue to do that, uh, you know, against most of their opponents. And even if, the, again, all records aside, one of the top teams in the Western Conference, it didn't matter tonight. Yeah, they're pushing toward that Warriors differential level. Uh, 15 Warriors were plus nine and a half. The Celtics, I don't know if this includes tonight's yet, but at plus eight and a half for 100. Uh, so they're not quite yeah, at like that all-time level, but the offense is. And, and the defense is coming around, which is another story tonight. They look dominant on that end. They've really built a couple games in a row here where they look reminiscent of their former selves. You talk about forcing the turnovers, John, and uh, some of the disruptiveness and switching that they've been able to throw at these uh, string of teams that they've played now who've gotten a little bit better here. I'm loving what I'm seeing there. And to be able to do it with Blake in the starting lineup is impressive. 
as they've done a couple games in a row now here. Uh, you got Brown more engaged on that end. You have Tatum doing his thing as he has been all year. Grant, I thought, had his best game in a while uh, in this great. one as well. Uh, yeah. And smart, you know, getting in passing lanes and all that stuff. The defense White was, was, White, was incre- White was incredible in that second quarter. He had a stretch of oh, just st- stop, steal, go the other way, How pass, good is he, blah, man? blah, blah. He yeah. went just that what second quarter stretch. End of the day, the numbers, are, the numbers are pretty pedestrian on the, on the day. He just when it was closing time there he just had one play after another after another after another and that that just put the whole game away there in the second and and i had my eye on him coming into this one because i love this uh i know it's not a catch-all stat or anything like that but i do get intrigued by these uh analytics that like stack up the best players in the league and that 538 one wrapped there he was 27th in the league uh, coming into today, and that's you know, that. you know, Andy uh, Andrew Bailey, that guy who does uh, he does a lot of a lot of tweets with a lot of stats. He does he does the t- top ten kind of catch all you know stats, you know, box plus minus and uh, Raptor, all of those things, and kind of re- and aggregates them and, and rates players. And White was number two again. He's definitely an analytics darling. Two, two number, in the league, number two behind Tatum on the Celtics. Behind. He was like oh, four, yeah. he was like four he was like fortieth in the league, but like one notch ahead of Jalen and all of those. So again. And those are they are what they are. We're not going to sit here and pretend that Derek White's uh, in the same league as a, a player like Brown. But um, he it's does, emblematic of how he's played. Though he he's just does incredible. he just does everything that you need to do. Well, I think uh, it's I think it's a testament to what to what he's doing to opposing second units. You know, like I mean, he matches. You can you can match him in with the starters as well. But he, he's also just like that guy who can sort of calm things down on the defensive end of the floor while also giving you buckets, whether it's him knocking down shots or finding the right guys, open guys. Yeah. And you've kind of chalked it up to the shooting increase, John, which is true. I mean, you, you come out and shoot 45% from three, it changes everything, but his ability to mesh between the on-ball role, which he's been incredible. in when smart's been out and Brogdon and those situations and tonight, uh, where he's, you know, catching that long pass in the corner from Smart. I know that's only three hit in this one, but being active off the ball and still garnering six assists, uh, he can do a little bit of everything, plus the defense, which I've always loved. I still go back to the finals where he was really giving Curry issues uh, those first three games or so there. I, I just I love his game because it's so adaptable. He can it's use it in so shooting. many different ways. It's not all shooting that I think is the improvement this year. I just think because it was so atrociously bad last year, it affected his confidence in terms of doing anything. So he became a lot more passive offensively when the team needed a little bit more of a ta- a little bit more attacking, a little bit more aggression. And yeah. so he became so in his own head over his own um you know, shooting difficulties that he became difficult to play at times because he was such a liability offensively. That that's my issue. It's not that every improvement is just because of the three point percentage. It's now he can play that complete game, give the game what it needs. And you can see all of that other stuff that he does so well, because you're not focused on the fact that he's gone one for nine shooting in a game and, you know, has decided to put it in his pocket because he's afraid to, afraid to pull the trigger again. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I love. I mean, it's again. It's it's the whole idea of just the depth. I mean, Brogdon when he came in was ridiculous tonight. Oh, um, you talk about what kind of put it away. He just it was it, when he came in in the, the first quarter. It was like three pointer, yeah. three pointer, drive to the <clears throat> basket, drive and kick. And the Celtics who were kind of like struggling before he got in the game. Hockey assist. All of a sudden, they were like 16, 18 points. All of a sudden, they had thirty points, and they were off and running, and they built a ten point lead when Brogdon came in the game. He was unreal. 
You know what, John? You know, you know that uh, that that the the jersey you retweeted the other day. You know the, the guy's putting out. He's gonna have to put up a new one. I love right? it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Bruins jersey. I, I think that would be a perfect type of thing for Brogdon, man. I know he switches up the player every single game, yeah. but man, I mean, like that. Just the switch, like the the we we talk about the hockey assist, right? That's one hockey reference. But yeah. then also when he comes in, like even if it's like a full blown, like you know. Uh, four guys checking in at the same time. And he's one of those guys. He just changes things out there. He just completely changes uh, the flow of the offense. And he's finding the right guys. And it doesn't necessarily have to be him scoring, but that was the case here, right? Like that pull-up jump shot, they had to respect it. They did it at first. And all of a sudden, the Southerners are building up a double-digit lead. And the Suns just, they couldn't recover. Just from that, for end of, by the yeah. end of the first quarter, like that, that's when it really started. Ball game. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, and I heard, I heard at one point uh, he's – He's the qualified leader in three-point shooting in the league. Uh, coming Ooh. out of this one, 49% Brogdon. So that's amazing. That's that shot way up. <laughs> that happened fast because I remember a week or two ago and I checked that he was at like 38. No, uh, so I thought he's, he's been, been on in the tear 40s here. most of the year, but he's he's he has been on absolute tear, uh, absolute tear. Up to 49% from three. So remember that was one of the things we talked about when they address uh, when they when they added him is. The elite, the elite catch and shoot game that he has, and he's been stepping into some too. It's been a mix for him. Yeah. But when he was playing with Giannis, when he was playing early on in Indiana with a with a better team, he was like a forty percent guy. You know, sometimes I think his best year he was up close to fifty percent uh, from three in catch and shoot situations. So that was the one thing you looked at Josue and said, "This guy could be elite." coming here if he stays healthy and plays off of Tatum and everything goes as expected and it has so far this is is there a better offseason is there a better addition from the offseason I can't think of one off the top no and that's why I think it was so overrated I mean underrated um from the from the offseason because it's like well everyone here understands the the magnitude of it but I mean there were some people you know the national media mentioning he it had a bad year like, last year injuries and all that so it kind of took the allure think- out of it I think the, the people who pointed it out realized that that was exactly one of the many things that this team was missing, especially throughout the NBA finals. There's someone to just settle down the, the second unit and, and run the floor, be a secondary playmaker and all that stuff. But also Malcolm Brogdon, I mean, he's been on some on, on really talented teams, but has he has he had weapons like this before? I don't I don't think so. I think that's that's another thing that we're that we're looking at right now, just how he's maximizing this opportunity. And obviously we're seeing the results here, but. I think he's having a blast out there as well because he's, he's never been on a team with this much talent, you know? All right. The Garden Report, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs from football and basketball this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, it's a terrific deal. Just use that promo code CLNS50. Again, betonline.ag, you get a 50% welcome bonus with your initial deposit use that promo code clns50 to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts hey jimmy give that one to him he always wanted them it's working out better than anyone could have imagined or as good as anyone could have imagined in some cases like his i'm sure uh, but he's been incredible he's stayed healthy for the most part and the key is they play him 19 minutes 20 minutes 22 minutes 
That's yeah. the big difference, I think. When you're able to manage a guy fresh. like that, he's going to be fresh. And you so could even give him a, a day off. They they pretty much gave him four days off with that hamstring, John. That had to be what that was because it didn't seem like it was severe. It didn't linger, and he's playing great on the back end of it. For those who care about these sort of things, and why not? Because we're on the air and we cover Boston sports. And um, this is one of my favorite things when I used to work in uh, uh, at NBC covering the winter meetings because news breaks right around now. Xander Bogarts is a San Diego Padre, 11 years, $280 million, oh. On a day where it was reported that the Red Sox and Xander were kind of turning up the heat a little bit on their yeah. talks, uh, San Diego goes in hard. Uh, and again, apparently they were in on Judge. They missed out on Trey Turner. <clears throat> they turned to Xander and Kablamo. 11, yeah, yeah. 11 and 280. Sox were nowhere near that. They weren't going to get anywhere near that. Whatever, whatever they were, whatever conversation they were having was not going to approach it. So bye bye, Xander. Bye bye, Mookie. Bye bye, John. As a Red Sox fan, I left the team three or four years ago. This is part of the reason why. Um, this is the nail the coffin right here. This is see it. you guys later. I don't. I don't watch anymore. I'm. I, you would I, have. You would have gone there though. Eleven years. Not at all. I actually think this is prudent. But the problem is, you've screwed <laughs> it up. At, you've screwed it up at every turn. They could have come in. Yeah, if they did a deal sooner, they could have come in below. That. Not just that, but they. The other issues is every single thing that they've done has been a mess, and then they try to clean it up with band aids after the fact. You don't sign yeah. Story and not Xander. You don't sign. You know, like everything they did was wrong. Um, yeah, you might so, even end up going to career Mookie. right here. And you, can have, if you, you can have that argument about which one of those guys is better, but it's it's about kind of building the team and having that sustainability and having guys that people want to watch and go to the ballpark at for. And they're really lacking in that now. It's gonna be it's gonna be dreary at Fenway this year. And plus, how does this impact Devers into the future? I mean, that's where I'll jump off the ship, John, if they lose Devers. I've already jumped. I'm gone. Anyway, we'll jump back to this. We'll jump back to the Celtics. <laughs> this was this was breaking news. I figured we'd throw it out there um, because, um, you know, that's what we do. That's, that's what, it hurts, especially early in the day when you thought it was turning the other way. Yeah. Man, what a bummer. Bye-bye. That's it. Yeah, it, it did look like it was going the other direction. So Bruins win, Celtics win. There's the Red Sox give you yet another reason to stop uh, paying attention to them. So you have that. Okay. There's <laughs> you no fell the last it. place in the city pretty fast. Remember when we started this yeah, show, or I guess year two into the show, the Celtics were in the basement. It was like, man, they are pretty far behind those three other teams. And now it has flipped on its head. Yeah. So anyway, people are mad at us. They're saying we're like Van Gundy right now. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Van Gundy and Jackson talking about anything but the actual game, yeah. um, which they That's were. Good. My favorite, my favorite moment in the whole game was them clowning the cornet contest. <laughs> Should we do another segment on that? Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I thought that Dario Saric for like fifteen yeah. minutes about the socks. That was like four. I thought like Dario Saric. I got it pretty good at the end. He kind of faked the three. Cornet went up. He stepped into like a twenty footer and drilled it because Cornet was coming down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it but Cornette, great game. Cornette had a great game. Cornette, yeah. I love, I love how the dunk gentle. right off the jump, right off the jump, right? He's yeah. such a what gentle, about his hands. He's such a gentlemanly dunker. He's so delicate. Yeah. He catches it and just kind of lays it in, you know. Yeah. Uh, but some of those passes and some of that interior passing to get him the ball down low in his hands—that's a really underrated big man skill. How many times have we seen? Remember, my God, I, I aged. I think like a year per game. 
every single time someone tried to throw an interior pass into Tristan Thompson and every oh, single time man. it would happen, it would just get swatted away. And we're like, stop Marcus, stop, stop bouncing it into him. But like, Cornette collects it and he goes up quick and he's tall and he uses every bit of that height and gets his hands up above people. And, you know, uh, he's been really good that way. I'm, I'm telling you, he's a different guy from when he arrived. You look at his numbers from earlier in his career and he'd be shooting like below 40% from the field just because he was a jump shooter. Guys, yeah. don't look at the numbers. The cor- the Cornette contest works just about as much as me sitting at home and bang- <laughs> and banging symbols together. Okay. Just because I'm doing it doesn't mean that's the reason they missed. Or Bobby, Bobby, the dude in Brooklyn, the dude in Brooklyn that goes like this. What the hell? No, I like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the worst. I hate people who play defense like that. Oh, I can't stop laughing at that. It's the funniest thing ever. And I, you know, I love Cornette. Those are the ones that are. Those are the ones that are immediately like on the other end. Outlet, outlet. It's like, no, man, no, no. I don't. I hate to clown it if it's something that works and it's going to prove to be effective. But the fact that, like we've talked about, Joe Sway, you asked Spolstra and you asked, and you asked, and you asked everybody. Spolstra. Everybody outside of Boston is like, no, it's. They either openly say it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, or they very gently say, like, yeah, it's a thing. I guess uh, yeah. it's not really something we Spolstra, talk about. Spolstra said it best. Like, yeah, I guess it's that's happening right now, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I, right. I, I, I guess right. he's doing it. That's the closest yeah. anybody has ever said. You know, that's gonna be all right. Steve Clifford, yeah. I love. He was like, "There's nothing in the world in in defense and basketball like getting out to a shot and contesting the shot." Yeah, in the guy's face. yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> but so you know good. what? Again, and I've talked to him again since since Joe. You know, Joe actually kind of came on and was like, "Joe's the right. first one." He's like, "I'd rather he stay on his feet because guys, are, yeah, uh, some guys, guys are attacking it." Yeah, yeah, guys are going around him. So Luke's kind of thought at this point is that if he's completely out of position and can't do anything, it's better else, than doing nothing. Yeah, so I think we've seen a little bit less of it. I think we're seeing more of him getting out to guys and actually contesting. Yeah, I'd shot. rather get all the way out to the guy yeah. yeah and so you know you get your mix the numbers look good so we'll continue to track them and just keep an eye on it and at the very least it's something fun but i don't think oh, it's, it's re- fun reinvent- i don't think it's reinventing basketball it's I'm, fun. I'm there with you john all right we're gonna talk yeah. quickly we want to tell I'm you about one of our sponsors right. new to the garden report this week rocket money uh what is rocket money it's something you probably need and you don't even know that you need it um it is Basically, if you're one of the guys like me who has a zillion subscriptions to a million different things, which I think during the pandemic, all of us probably did like, yeah, we need, we need Jimmy with his joke. Yeah. So <laughs> we have it. This is a company. It's Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill. And are you wasting money on subscriptions? Yeah, you are. 80% of people out there have subscriptions they've completely forgotten about. Most people are probably thinking that they're spending about 70, 80 bucks on subscription a month. The reality is it's closer to 200, which is insane. So the app kind of consolidates all of that into one place and cancels whatever you don't want. Um, it can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. Um, and you might even find out you've been double charged for a subscription for whatever reason. And that's it. You just cancel it on the app and you're done to it. So again, Get rid of those subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Do us a favor. If you're going to do it, go to rocketmoney.com slash garden. Check out the options there, rocketmoney.com slash garden. That way they know we sent you. Uh, and check it out and see if it is for you. I guarantee um, most of you would probably benefit from it. So at least check it out. Um, I think it's worthwhile. And, of course, we want to tell you about Calm. Um, 
number one mental wellness app, which we all here on the Garden Report use. Uh, go to com.com slash garden. You get 40% off your premium subscription, which is awesome. Uh, and it's a really good deal. So uh, go through it. If you don't know what it is, it's a bunch of sounds, different things, things that can reduce stress and anxiety. You've got guided meditation, uh, music tracks, uh, sleep stories, uh, movement sessions designed to relax your body, uplift your mind. Um, so just check it out. Like we said, amazing deal here. Calm.com slash garden, 40% off a premium subscription. New content is added every week. Um, like I said, we use on the garden report. It's something that we, uh, we enjoy. It's something we're going to need during this West coast trip. That's for sure. Anybody who does uh, support any of our sponsors, you send us a receipt with a purchase and we will send you a phenomenal t-shirt and phenomenal. Everything is people are starting to um, send it to me, the uh, pictures and stuff like that of the uh, I'd love send a personal picture. If you guys want, we'll put it on the show. You guys wearing your phenomenal T-shirts. I'd love to see them. A couple of people already DM'd me a couple of pics. I think it's awesome. Um, so check that out. Um, second wave is going out. So if you were one of the people in the last couple of weeks who subscribed to something, uh, we will get you out as soon as possible. Um, so that's that DM me your shirt size and your address and we'll send you a shirt. Um, anyway, what else you guys got? I, I don't even know where to go here. I'm like, I'm not going to say I'm bored with the game. It's just everything about this team looks like they're a level up from last year. And it, it, so much of it is just about how they carry themselves. It's another thing they talked about on the broadcast a bit, guys. Like we saw that, you know, we saw them in the finals. Like it's a team that went to the freaking finals. It's a team that through three games looked like they should have won the NBA finals. Then everything crashed and burned and they look much better than the team that absolutely ripped through the NBA during the second half of last year and made it to the finals. Like, much better in terms of their poise, in terms of their ability to just take all comers. There's never a game that they play and you're like, there's no way they, I mean, there's like no teams out there that you're like, okay, they, they get outside of Milwaukee. I I don't even know what you're worried about for a matchup here. You start to cross them off. It's an, it's unreal. When you do this, like I said, I was really impressed by the Denver win because that's a contender that came in there. You've had a couple teams that like fancy themselves as contenders and the Celtics just completely just, you know, stomp them to go into Phoenix and to beat the number one team in the West and it ha- not even be competitive. is just another like it's just another message to the league. Like, yeah, we're we're very serious. We're 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 the real deal. Right. And that's why I think this uh, this road trip, we're going to we're going to find out a lot about this team. You know, I just don't see them you know going 500 on this thing even going into it we figured they would drop one or two but i mean they're just cruising along and even on the second night of a back-to-back and you know with challenges in front of them they they do this you know it's it's incredible i I think they're at a point right now where it's not just about oh let's you know let's just get out and, and and do our best i think they they go into each and every quarter with the exact same mindset. And, and even if things don't go their way, they never falter. I think that's the part of this. Like it's the mental toughness, you know, and granted we haven't really seen a team hold a huge lead against this team for more than a I don't know, quarter and a half or so. I mean, so maybe we don't, we haven't seen them in that, in that space, but I, I just don't, I just think mentally it's just, that's what it comes down to. I just think their, their mental toughness is on a whole nother level. And a lot of these other teams are just, they're trying to catch up. It's the opposite. Actually, they've, they've, 
they've had 10 point leads, I think in like all but three or four games this season. So they're building those leads and they're putting other teams behind early and trying to catch up, uh, trying to recreate a game plan or shoot their way out of it. However, that impacts other teams to go down by 10 early. Uh, The Celtics keep doing it. What was it? 31, 19 in this one. All of a sudden you're scrambling a little bit. This was a night though, where again, I know Suns missed some shots. Celtics were playing defense. Celtics were hustling on both ends of the floor. You had a couple of stretches uh, where the Celtics were playing defense. It was reminiscent of last year, just in terms of their movement and their switches. I te- I texted you guys during one of them. Uh, whatever one point in the game where the lead had stretched out to 20-something and Monty Williams called a timeout, it was starting to get ridiculous. Next time in, you figured they'd have some really nice ATO set up, and the Celtics' first defensive position re- possession right out of the timeout was one of those ones where it looked like they had six guys on the floor they were just switching rotating switching rotating uh phoenix had to force a contested long two then the celtics went back scored the next five points it went from 29 to 34 you know just like that so they 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 clamp they they put the clamps down they could have easily coasted but they didn't for two and a half quarters calvin jelly i love calvin (laughs) for 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 two for for two for two and a half three quarters they, they played both both ends and that's right. the whole thing is like that defense, Bobby, I'm telling you, it's there when they want it. Um, it it's it's there. Jalen, right? I mean, that, it's Jalen. We know it. But that, we know that it. simple Marcus in the backcourt, when you just put the layup back up, it was like, like they're playing like a JV it's, team. It's, it's Jalen. <laughs> Should we talk about Jalen? Because no. three, three games in a row now, one turnover throughout. I know he doesn't shoot as well in oh, this yeah. one, but you, you see – the difference when he's, he's an assassin tonight again it, it's unfair it's unfair when you got yeah. two guys coming at you when the way those guys are coming at you when they're on their game and they're taking care of the ball and they're playing the way they're playing and getting downhill it was ridiculous but i'm talking the defense i mean he these last three games or so he's setting a tone on that end he's being that lockdown guy that he's Better. capable of it's that. all a matter of focus with him he just takes possessions off sometimes loses cutters over helps you know he's had way too many guys blow by him this year that's just something that should never happen to a guy with his athletic ability and his ability to play defense just these weird lapses but like I said I'll excuse some of that because people get bored it's early in the year I honestly think when Jalen Brown wants to lock down defensively he'll lock down defensively but he's yeah he's he's trying to prove something here and I know the other night he says in Brooklyn that he's not worried about all NBA and he wants to get back to the finals but it makes sense for him to make all NBA if he can and to do that, you got to be consistent night in and night out, as, as Tatum's been uh, to start this year. And, you know, as Tatum was for much of last year, you can't sort of have these huge ups and downs like Jalen's had this year. And again, I don't know why the chat gets on me for saying that. He's had seven turnover games, he's had six turnover games. It, I know he scored a lot, but we're looking at these complete games like Tatum has had, uh, where you're dominating on defense, where you're in control offensively, where you're efficient from the field while scoring big numbers and that's what Jalen's starting to piece together here and that's the standard you hold them to especially if you're going to talk about him being all NBA this is what he's going to play like these last yep. three games or so here uh, Brooklyn brilliant absolutely brilliant performance that's one of the best I've seen from him and tonight was rock solid too yeah, yeah tonight yeah I, I think Jalen's trending that direction though I, I mean I don't think this is a is he's going to be like a talking point throughout the entire season, like watching how many turnovers he has? Or like I don't. I, three good games and two bad and three. You know what I mean? Like I again, don't, I don't get it. Why can't you say he didn't have the best night if he had seven turnovers? 
Like, I, I don't know what, well, the, what yeah, the chat's yeah. on with that. I, I, I know. It's weird. It's like it, it, it's this notion that you're looking for negatives. You're not. The standard is higher. You're judging this team by yeah. winning a championship and not just winning. Like, so you need everything to be locked down and on point when when you have Tatum and Brown being careless with the ball playing iso he, he ball. admitted he was he wasn't yeah. even combative about it this exactly time. like yeah I gotta I gotta be the what the strength in their offense this year is that they're not doing that they're making great reads all the time with the ball now I can attack now I should pass now I drive and kick now I whatever I now I move the ball and I rotate and I relocate and I get somewhere else and I'll look for my shot over there they're doing that and that's why they're so efficient when they get out of it they get into trouble but one turnover in the last three games for him uh phenomenal um and then you know a lot of people are putting in the chat he kind of wants to prove something against a guy like booker yeah he had a good defensive game today so again sky's the limit in terms of you know what jalen can do on a nightly basis if he just kind of keeps his focus all the time it's when he gets a little loose with it um both on both ends of the floor, things can get a little sloppy or he can get a little careless. It happens. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But again, you can't maintain it for 82 Bobby games. So it lights up when you say that. <laughs> Phenomenal. I feel like I'm hearing that word everywhere now too. Like it'll be in quotes. Like it's just floating around my head. I feel like it, I'm not going to say I started something there, but I am hearing that a little more. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm just more aware to it. You're yeah. It's one of those things where like, yeah, it's like when you, it's not, it's not like an uncommon word. Um, you know, right, but because it's, <laughs> people use it. Well, because it's, because it's one of those things where you know you, you we're saying it so much. You, yeah, you, it's gonna point. It's gonna grab your ear. You know, more often yeah. than, than it would. It's a great it's word. I forget what what did I say when uh when that first became a thing on here. I can't even remember. You just point, use it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You were it using like, it to describe like really medium things, you know. But it was perfect because yeah, as as the 180 continued, you were just like yeah, going nuts. Like as a, yeah. right after yeah. January. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was pointing out little things. Back you were, then, you were describing really stuff like you know uh, a person who would have four points on three of nine shooting with like it's three phenomenal. assists had a phenomenal game. I'm like, <laughs> can we just say he played? He he. Can we just say his contributions uh, extended beyond the box score? Did we have to say it was phenomenal? And that's what it was. We're like, well, you know, was, he, was he actually phenomenal, Bobby? And that's where it started. Well, I think what it, what I what I pulled it from is is at that time where it seemed like everything was going to hell. You had to look for little things to kind of little phenomenal to. things. Yeah, and so. It was one of two things. Blow it up. Reach for phenomenal right away. <laughs> blow it up, which you know we talked yeah, about. Yeah, you had to resort to, to hyperbole. I get it. I I kind of got to that point too around that next game, but at the same time, like if you want to be patient and you want to see it out as they obviously did, you kind of had to attach those little things like Tatum setting screens more, like the little defensive habits they were building, and you know to their credit, those things slowly built up into this. Yeah, And so, like, this is a credit to some other teams. Like, I started thinking about these other teams around the league, like Sacramento giving up on Halliburton or, um, you know, some of these other situations where these teams in the middle might be starting to doubt themselves a little bit, especially with young players. And you do. I know it's such a, like, overstated talking point at this point, but the fact that, like, t- breaking up Tatum and Brown was a real thought, like, that, that should – be something other teams pay attention to like again they were young they were early in their development 
They were taking on leadership roles for the first time that they weren't fully ready to acclimate to. They didn't have the best habits. And you had to see it through. I know, but that's not that. I think everyone always got that conversation wrong. And I think people still get that conversation wrong. Breaking up Tatum and Brown was not about whether Tatum and Brown could play with one another. It was more an indictment of the entire roster that didn't have enough talent at other positions where you viewed Tatum and Brown and their skill sets as somewhat redundant because at the time they were both ball dominant, give me the ball and get out of my way scorers. So you could only utilize one at a time on every single trip. So the idea was when people did say split them up is maybe you'd be better off with an elite point guard instead of Jalen Brown to compliment Tatum or something else. That was a conversation. I'm not saying it was ever the right thing to do, but that's why it was a conversation. Not because Tatum and Brown can't play together. You surround them with the right pieces and the right talent um, and facilitators and people who play their roles well, why in the world would you want to get rid of a top 25 player? You don't want to do that. It was to mix it up yeah. because the rest of the roster wasn't complimenting either of them to get the most out of them. That's the point. It reached that point, but there was still, there was chatter before that. I don't think it was an indictment on either player fully, meaning you thought you were going to get a better player in return it might have been a better fit on this roster because of where else right. you were deficient that was the story but it was because people were also thinking that they just and it was a marcus out. indictment like because marcus wasn't doing what he wanted people wanted a real point guard so they're like if you got to trade jalen to get it yeah get it. i love whooping. That was the, i love whooping smart into that because again remember that was part criticized. of the issue yeah People yeah, right. criticized Ime for looping him in with the other two there, but that was important because he's been as part of, as much of a part of this turnaround as anything else, embracing his role. All yeah. three of them started to embrace their role. And we were there, Joe Sway, in Washington. Yeah. That'll be right. the day we always look back where he was like saying, like, I love you to everybody. And it looked like he might have been on his way out. And he had that perfect game and he just kept the momentum going from there. Yeah, but also, you remember, Ime was also looking for these two guys to lead from the beginning with the whole captain talk, right? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't until around then that he looped in Marcus, and, and Marcus was just sort of trying to – we're all wondering where he stood with the, with, with the, with the future of, this, of the Celtics because of when they're going to pull that trigger and, and, and make a move just to shake things up because it was – let's face it, it was getting to that point. I mean, it was by January, right before the turnaround, <laughs> people were wondering, and, of course, the, the trade deadline wasn't that far away and All-Star Weekend and all that stuff, but that's the exact – point where the Celtics completely turned flipped the switch and just started beating up on teams actually one of those games was against the Suns I believe it was at home wasn't it New Year's yeah New Year's the New Year's Eve bashing yeah where Rob that was, that, that was like that was unofficial beginning I guess uh, well in some in some people's eyes I, 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 think, I think so yeah me. Al looks back on that date I think Al Al mentions that date too is when things started to shift a little bit uh, yeah. and you know that's just about a year ago it's crazy to think a year ago, we're sitting here after just horrendous loss after horrendous loss. Charlotte, Portland, all these different teams, New York. Uh, it, it was it was dark time. So you do have to give them credit for their patience through that. And uh, even their aggressiveness to kind of take what was, and you've talked about this, John, like kind of like the tides turning a little bit before the deadline, but not quite to the degree where you would have thought like, all right, this team's worth really buying into something. They go out there and they give up those two first for White. And I I love that move still looking back on it. Like to consolidate and get a guy who really fits, that guy yeah. you targeted. And again, I and again I'd um about him for BSJ and his whole journey here. And you know, from talking to different people who knew him um coming out of college, the Celtics really liked him. Um I forget where they were picking that year, but he goes 30 to San Antonio, but 
you know, they had their eyes on him even back around that draft. And uh, he's he's obviously been a perfect fit here. Yeah. No, it's uh, I mean, didn't seem that way for times last year. Um, And when they brought in Brockton, there was legit worries that there was a redundancy there. He said Brockton. (laughs) When you brought in Brogdon, Jason Taylor, as uh, as as uh, oh, as, that was so funny. As Barkley put How did it, he do like, well, he corrected himself right away. With but I love when you say something wrong emphatically. One of the best players right now is and Jason his, Taylor. And, no, he goes. His name is <laughs> his Jason name Taylor. Is Jason Taylor. <laughs> like you can't you can't introduce a name with his name is <laughs> like you got it perfect. He said it best. He was like, man, you crushed it before the before the end. <laughs> No, I mean, look, man, we discussed openly whether it was a redundancy. We discussed when White came in last year, if that meant Smart might be on the block. You know, see, you didn't know how it was going to fit. You didn't know whether or not it would work. You didn't know if there would be enough minutes. You didn't know if there would be issues between Smart and Brogdon, if Brogdon would overtake him. Everything fits. Everything is fit because the style that they're playing um, suits you know, uh, you know, know, suits this, this, this team thing, and the skill set. The one thing I don't get is the shooting. Yeah. Like they have great shooters, don't get me wrong. You got your Tatum and your Brown and Brogdon and all these different guys, Sal Hauser and Pritchard lower on the roster. But again, there's some guys mixed in here. Smart, Horford, you know, great shooter for a center, but a guy who's realistically like 36%. Uh, Grant has become great, so you can't really knock that. But for them to come out and shoot 40% every night like it's nothing. I still don't really get that. I know they're producing. They didn't great tonight. Yeah. 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 It dipped down in the fourth quarter, but they were 40 when the guys sat. Um, but to come out every night and do that and to have that level of shooting consistency. And, you know, Joe's been asked about this again, again, again. He keeps saying the spacing. And, um, you know, I think Jared wrote about that this morning in the athletic and just the different things they're doing movement wise uh, to set up these like perfect shots. But again, like you expect guys to come down to earth and they just aren't. It's unreal. Like everybody, listen, everybody comes to the court to their season and says, we want to play fast. You know, we want to drive and kick and create all these great shots and blah, 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 blah. All these different things coaches say about that, like are really hard to practice and do consistently. They do it every game. And, you know, you both talked about like the, how locked in they are from the early portion of games and getting off to those great starts. It, that consistency to me, given the style they play, is what really blows my mind still uh, 26 games into this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. It's uh, It really is amazing how they, how they do it. I don't know. It's, uh, again, you almost, you're just waiting. You're, I mean, I hate to say it, you just keep waiting for like a regression and it just gets deeper and deeper and it's not coming particularly with the shooting. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that's the area where you're like, and again, it's just unthinkable. You can't have multiple guys shooting 47, 48% on a, on, on, on the season, but it's just not slowing down. It's not, it's not slowing down. And, and, and them able to beat you in like 20 different ways is also that, you know, it's just like, they can almost never cool down even games yeah. where they don't seem to have it for a, for a stretch. Again, today was a great example. They didn't look awesome coming out of the gate. Offense was a little disjointed, just the first like six, seven, eight minutes, all of a sudden 17 to two run and the 10 point lead. And that was that it just happens. You know, they could just turn it on. That's why I like the golden state comparisons. They just kind of turn it on and then they just, they just take off and you're like, what the hell just happened? Um, yeah. So it's it's amazing. Um, I want to sneak it in because it is late, and I want to make sure we get our money's worth. 
I want to make sure you guys uh, know everything that you need to know. But we've told you about <laughs> Calm. We've told you about Rocket Money. We have to once again tell you about Athletic Indeed. Greens. Athletic Greens, uh, one of our uh, sponsors throughout the basketball season um, this year. And everybody by now knows about Athletic Greens. Uh, great way to get healthy. Uh, all in one shot. One-stop shopping. Go get uh, 75 vitamins and minerals all in one scoop. You just put it in cup of water early in the morning and you are done supports uh, gut health nervous system immune system energy recovery focus basically everything that you're trying to do uh, to get your mind and your body right on a daily basis but again you don't have to go chasing a million pills and supplements um, we all take it on the garden report it is lifestyle friendly it's diet friendly uh, virtually no sugar at all um, best products based on the latest science uh, endorsed by healthcare professionals uh, medical, you know, uh, you know, uh, top medical personnel, uh, athletes, uh, take it and endorse it. Celebrities, what have you, uh, thousands of five-star, uh, reviews, uh, on the site. So read up on it. If it is something that's interesting to you and go check it out. Um, time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop, as we said, and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to make it easy. Athletic greens and the garden report is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash garden. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash garden to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily insurance. And as I said, and a lot of you have done this already, we got 25 or 30 orders in the last month or so just on this uh, and we're pumping out the t-shirts um, athletic greens go get some go renew go do it again buy another subscription if you've run out we'll send you a garden report t-shirt a phenomenal t-shirt which we all love uh josue i saw you rubbing your eyes a little when i put the t-shirt thing up there <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting we're, we're all get we're all getting tired it's a school day we got to get up uh tomorrow so what else do you guys like about this game that's all I got out of this one. You want to kick around Warriors a little bit? We can, and I'm a little bummed out that the Warriors are not um, are not. Um, that's the most amazing thing about this this game. Like, you know, if you look at like, okay, what are we going to talk about tonight? I don't know. This guy was good. Actually, this guy was good. You know who else was good? This guy was good. Also, sure. this guy was good. I will say that Blake Griffin. The one thing we didn't talk about here. Um, was uh oh we got our first super chat i want to put it up there guy going out to the uh clippers game clippers yes east coast doesn't matter bobby and i don't sleep <laughs> yeah this is pretty normal for us this i mean pre- we I'm, leave the garden at 12 i don't yeah. think people realize 12 12 31 o'clock you're up writing until late you know the life of media people particularly those like these guys who cover games and events it's I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not, you know, we're, you know, it's not hard manual labor, but you're getting home pretty friggin' late at night most nights. Yeah, late um, nights. It, it can be tiring. Hardest beat, by the way, to cover is baseball. Oh my god, I um, don't know how that's man. possible. Those guys, it is brutal. And during my time, you know, uh, you know, at NBC and before that, Channel Seven, when the Sox were such a hot ticket, I'd be at Fenway every single night. Oh my god, <laughs> you just get out, you get out of there so freaking. Was that like a nine-hour day for you? Yeah. 
Uh, if, no, so you literally, you know, you yeah. you go to well, the beat writers have to show up at the park by like two thirty or three. Then they go home by like two. I mean, it's a twelve hour day every day for those guys. Yeah. Every, every day, it, it's brutally bad. But um, I do want to talk about Blake because we we talked about like how oh, let's sneak in Blake. I mean, it's not too much different to no, say, but but it, what I what I'm impressed with is we talked about the the formula playing him once a week on those back to backs coming for Horford. It's been great. This was a tough one because he played 32 minutes last game um, and he came in and he had a, you know, he had to match up with a legit big um, and he was better than Aiton tonight. <laughs> Can I say that? He was good, man. Yeah. He's after that cool. first little run Aiton had. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, he had the, a couple of plays, but that was, yeah. The rebounding just stay. I mean, he had nine rebounds in 22 minutes. He was, a, he was really Really strong on the boards there. You're without your two bigs. And again, I mean, a lot of it, a lot, you know, there's a lot of missed shots in that game from Phoenix, but you out rebounded the Suns in this game. Um, you and know, three or four from three for Blake. And then he hits three three pointers, you know? So it's like everyone's in on the party, but he's just plays tough, man. Every, every time he's yeah. out there, I'm more impressed by him than the last. And starting to think he too. can legitimately be a, a piece that. Like is valuable, right. like, but yeah, you don't play him all the time. Can, yeah, you can see the, like the encouragement from the, from the rest of the team, you know, and and when he gets the when he got those those uh those those looks from behind the arc, he didn't even hesitate. It was in the flow of the offense. They were seeking that shot, and it, he just he just fits. You know, he gets back on defense. Like, listen, I mean, Al Horford, you know, for the nights that he needs off, this is this is. A, a huge advantage for the Celtics if you think about it, because if this is able, if he's able to be a piece that, that you can also use in the future and implement for, you know, when guys get in foul trouble, whatever the case may be, I mean, guys will, will, will trust that in Blake. And I think that he's, he's not going to, you know, he's going to accept that any role that's given to him. So then that's, that's also a, a big advantage for sure. So, yeah. That, that's why the signing really worked. The willingness to sit down not play all the time, have this weird role. Yeah, and Sherrod said uh, that this was something that was talked about coming in. I, I can't imagine that, like, actual this this exact situation. But, like, I think there was an understanding that he was going to have to battle for minutes and nothing was going to be promised. And, you know, there might be some opportunities here or there. And, you know, they'll try to find spots for him. But, again, that's that situation – you described there, John, where it's like Horford's out. This is going to be your night and you get to play a lot and you actually get to be not in a star role, but you're with the starters and you're playing with these guys, big minutes. It's, it's not the typical end of the roster ring chasing situation for him. Like he actually gets to every couple games feel like he's right in the mix. Yeah. He's not Udonis Haslam, even though we saw him play the other night, you know, like he's, 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 he can contribute. He has a role. He has a he has to actually, his credit. He, yeah. he didn't like what was going on in Brooklyn where he, you know, got taken out of the fold and then they kind of just throw him in there if things weren't working well. It was very sporadic. You see with this with his play right here, he is deserving of more than yeah. just sitting on the bench forever and he getting didn't thrown like the out there in an emergency. Yeah, didn't like the role, didn't like the vibe. His comments here, and Blake's a nice guy, and he's not one to throw bombs. His comments were really telling when he came here and he was instantly talking about how it's different you know like and something he hadn't experienced recently so i think some of these you know pit stops here weren't necessarily um you know that 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 pleasant uh you know with the with the last one being in brooklyn for sure so hats off to blake man we all thought we thought at worst 
he would make no impact at all. You know, at best he would make no impact, and at worst he would be a liability every single second that he played. And it's not that no, at all. I thought I thought at best he would it would be a, a short short lived plug in guy for nice at, at the hours off until Rob got back. Yeah. Right. I I thought he'd be Rob a cheerleader only. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no expectations. Back. You know, you were a little higher yeah, than I was like. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. You win, hey. Josue. Hey, I, you win. I'm thrilled. This is a guy you, again, you feel good about this. This is a guy we loved watching with the Clippers. He was a really easy guy to root for. Uh, you want to see a guy like this kind of find a way to win a championship if he can. I've always said like Melo too. Uh, me obviously being a little more of a Melo fan than the most. Good I wish most. he could have found that situation. To... Isn't that weird, John? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I uh I, I was I, I was at the garden covering those games his freshman year because they had the uh they had the uh the first oh round. did it go through Boston that year it, it was through oh, Boston so I got man. I got to see you know and the the that seats they said the seats they set you up for media when you have media passes for the regional are first two rows courtside it's phenomenal place to watch a game it is John's loving the word it is it is such a good media setup I'm not kidding Uh, it is unbelievable like you know and you're just right there and so we got to got to see Mello um in those uh you know uh, the year that they wanted his freshman year that was that was that was amazing did you think this guy was gonna be special Mello yeah he was clearly different yeah. You know, oh, yeah. even then you could tell he was just, he was different. Um, but, but yeah, I, we'll, we'll hear from him before the season is out. He's looking at Taiwan now I'm seeing in the headlines. Nah, he'll be back. So, uh, let, let's those, talk. Were you yeah. one of those guys that said that Melo's going to be better than LeBron? Cause there were a lot of people out there. I was obsessed with LeBron. I couldn't, I like, I was that, you know, I watched every because that's the first time ever you would have high school games televised, and ESPN was yeah. televising LeBron's games. That I could, you, I couldn't take my eyes off. Like he, he, I was like this guy. I mean, he was a man. I mean, as yeah. ne- you've never seen anything like that. And obviously, he's much bigger and stronger now, and he was skinnier then. He was just ridiculous. I mean, he was just on a different level. I mean, every time he took off was like one step inside the foul line, and just I mean, he was just. <laughs> He was so athletic. Oh my god! I do. I love hearing you guys talk about this stuff because, again, I was I was pretty young then. LeBron was like nothing else. I remember I'm working in Boston sports, and every time every time LeBron played, I would cut like two minutes of highlights, and like my my sports director would be like, "Dude, what are you doing? We're a Boston show." I was like, "But it's this guy's freaking amazing." He's like, "Cut him down to 30. and I couldn't stop. I was like, "No, it's he's awesome." We're could you imagine saying he was showing two full minutes? You know. Could you imagine that? That was 03, right? Could you imagine yeah. saying 2023, he's still going to be out there scoring 30? <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. It was unheard it's of crazy. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so let's talk quickly about the Warriors fi- finals rematch. We could be down some people right now. Um, who did they say is out? Uh, for Warriors? Uh, Wiggins. Yeah. Um, Wiggins is out, and then now they're talking possibly Draymond and Curry. And Curry. Oh, man. ESPN's going to have a yeah <laughs> some sort of medical trying, emergency. He's, he's trying to throw a curveball. I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. Well, Wiggins is definitely out with the strain, right? No, yeah, so, no. Wiggins is out. I'm saying Draymond and, and Curry. I hate that. That. Takes, that takes about as much of the allure out of the matchup as anything, though, because Wiggins is the guy who changed the finals with the defense on Tatum and. 
the secondary scoring and all that, they're already looking pretty thin and vulnerable uh, with their full team intact. To take a guy like that out is going to be devastating for them. And again, you, you respect their heart and their experience and even some of the systematic stuff that they do, coaching and all that, to be able to keep this close and make it a tough game. But the way the Celtics are playing right now, it's hard not to think that they're going to absolutely blast this team away. I mean, you're starting Ty Jerome, Jermichael Green, and Clay shooting 8-25 to tonight in a loss to Utah. That's just not going to cut it the way the Celtics are playing, even if Horford's out again. Yeah, Dirk, yeah. welcome to the show. Yes, we did a Dallas tonight. That's for sure. I'm bombed. I wanted yeah. I wanted full state, full strength Golden State, and I wanted to drill them. Right, but you also knew though, John. Like even a week ago, you're like they're they're just not there. But a lot of it had to do with health, and and now it's like, you know, here we are, and we're still not going to get at least somewhat of what we saw throughout the NBA Finals. And yeah, Bobby, you know, no Andrew Wiggins. This, that, that that changes things, you know. I wish I wish that wasn't the case. I want to see the Celtics team continue to get challenged by, you know, the the team's ultimate best. And I, just quite frankly, right now at this point of the season, I don't think the Warriors can reach that point. You know, not until for at least another couple of months or so. They're just really far behind right now. They are, and but they've been playing a lot better. They've been playing a lot better recently. Yeah. Even though they lost on a buzzer beater to Utah tonight. And their fans are mad. You look at the way they've. I don't want to say fumbled this roster here, but. They've made some mistakes. Letting Otto Porter go, that looks impactful. Letting Gary Payton go. And again, we were, we really saw the impact of Gary Payton out there, Josue, especially in those Golden State games. Those last two games, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ginormous loss. Yeah, and he hasn't he played five. yet for Portland, but still, he you would have liked to have had that guy back. Yeah. The young guys that they really bought into just haven't been – impactful at all well that's the problem the G League. you were gifted with a, with because of injuries no team can go from great to like rebuild mode and then get their players back and be great again when you have your two best players go on the shelf for a whole year or two years in clay's uh case and and you get a top draft pick and you mucked it as badly as you did Oh my God, is that bad? And it's like, actually, Kaminga had a good game tonight coming off the bench. I'm not sure what he's going to turn into, but the Wiseman thing is a disaster. The Wiseman Moses yeah, Moody was say. supposed to be something. Yeah. And again, some of these guys on this roster, like Anthony Lamb, Ty Jerome, these guys weren't part of that finals run. No, last I mean, year. Jerome started Green. tonight with Curry out, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. And I thought Jermichael Green would be better. He really hasn't done much of anything. The killers clay. They shouldn't have won a title played. last year. They caught lightning in a bottle. Like I can't believe the Celtics. Uh, you know, uh, what did we? Didn't happen. we all pick the Celtics going in? It looked like a golden opportunity for Celtics them going against that team. But you know, again, Curry makes such a difference. I mean, he is. You, you're still talking, right? Curry and Tatum, kind of in that same sentence for MVP. Mm-hmm. And Tatum probably has surmounted him at this point, just because of how the Warriors have played as a team. Uh, but Curry yeah. to start the year, he was right there with them, neck and neck, and they're still pretty close, I think. If Tatum, Giannis, Luca, Curry, that's it. We're, we're, mm-hmm. We were talking about on our thread, all NBA, and I know, Bobby, you, you, you didn't have Giannis there. Giannis is there. I mean, the top five hey, players. He's behind Jalen in points. <laughs> Ugh. The top five <laughs> players in the league are so cemented at this point. It's really hard to move off of it, you know? It, yeah. it really is, you know. It's yeah. it's Jok- it's Jokic, it's it's Jokic, it's Luca, it's Curry, it's Tatum, and it's uh and it's uh um who who did I miss Curry? Did, did you I miss Curry? Durant? No, it wasn't Durant. It's Gian- it's Giannis, it Giannis, Giannis and Tatum. Giannis. With- 
Jokic, and then it's Curry. You don't have Durant and, in there? And then it's Luka. No. Luka, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then Durant's just on the outside looking in. It's pretty close. I am not counting Kevin Durant out. I mean, this guy not that long ago yeah. was still, man, I hope he ends up on a different team this year. And we had that conversation after the Brooklyn game, right? That situation there is just kind of killing his his stock and his perception, I think. Yeah. You put him on Tell a feed. about it. He knows. Second, second team, Morant, Booker, Mitchell, Durant, and, 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 and Embiid probably, right? And J- yeah. Jalen's, Jalen's the third team All-NBA if the season ends today. Possibly taking You think so? Po- I think so. Oh, There's yeah. some weird stuff there. I was stacking it up, and it's like, who's a guard? Who's It's a close. It's close. Bridges it's the guard forwards. And... It's the guard forward yeah. split, but I think he gets there. And I, I think know people you do are saying... call those guys guards. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, Jalen's a forward now. If we're still kind of like trying to parse those positions and it's hard because we don't do it day in and day out, right? And then you get to All-NBA and you have to do that. The way right. Brown plays, he's a forward, right? He's catching the ball around the basket. He's guarding wings. He doesn't have the ball in his hands a ton. He's, he's a forward. So that gives him a boost because, again, you look at that third team, it's like SGA and uh, Bain and some it's of these a- other guys. SGA, Morant, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. SGA, Ja, and Durant, you know, are in there no matter what. Plus a big. There's one spot left, and that it could, you know, you never know who that could go to. But it's still early, and there's a ways to go. Well, Um, it's important because this off season, and you know, again, it doesn't matter this year. Just so people know, next year is when Brown needs to become All NBA. It's just one shot, or you're done. You get one shot to make All NBA to get that super max. We'll bump them from like two. 40 to 60 ish somewhere in that range I, there's, 300. A cu- there's a couple people in the chat saying Jokic uh, is having a down year he's not <laughs> he's, he's not his points per game are down a little bit all of his other metrics are friggin ridiculous right now he's having a good year um you know he's he averaging number that. one in the Raptor by a lot he's number one in all advanced metrics by miles still you know even <laughs> even down a little bit so uh it Regardless, doesn't matter. I would have liked to see this game uh, with everybody full. What I would like to see is when Rob plays, and then everybody's like, "What?" But I don't think Hilarious. so. I think I think Woj said today the latest thing on Rob was ten to twelve days um, away, somewhere in there. So we are really we. I, I believe uh, ESPN put it up on the screen there. So I believe. Yeah, I missed his say. Was he talking about three point shooting too? I saw that in the chat. I think I think people are thinking about the uh, those those two games against the Magic uh, and when they come back home. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. That makes that's sense. What that's what he's that's what he's alluding to. I feel like Woj. So that that's kind of it. I mean, we are at eleven weeks right now. So you know he'll surpass twelve weeks if it's ten to twelve days. But honestly, who gives a crap? But that's the, that's the range. I mean, you're home at this point. If 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 the timetable was to be believed, it's got to be coming. Yeah. Well, Friday's the twelve, the twelve weeks coming up. Not this Friday, but the next Friday. Or Orlando. Yeah, I, I think we're at a lower, just at eleven or approaching eleven. Yeah, Orlando makes a lot of sense, I guess. Um, yeah, and again, what's the point? What's the point of rushing him if he needs another week here? Give it to him. There's not not much need to bring him back at this point. And uh, Horford, he could be back next game. Uh, I, I don't think there's like a timetable now that you have to. No, you just got to test out. Call. So. I think test out or five days or I don't know what it is, but I think he, you know, he could be back. I think he'd be back by Saturday. 
Yeah, because he remember, didn't he miss game one of the East Finals and he was back for game two. So that couldn't have been more than two days. I mean, he's had COVID like eleven times now, and he's pretty good. At, <laughs> he's pretty good at shedding. Show show me someone who loves anything as much as Al loves COVID. You know? <laughs> Yo, why does he always have COVID? What's up with that? He's had every. He strain. must be so annoyed too. Uh, every strain you see in the news is a slight the very mutation, first one, and it's the, first it's, it's the Omicron four BA, and Al's like, oh, I got. That one he's like okay well four bb and he's like up oh, i got that one too you know he's got he's he's literally had every strain he definitely leads the league in it i can't imagine that someone who's had it more than him days getting covid yeah right yeah. you you guys know anyone that has at least three four five times yeah he's got you know he's he's got the it's belt. at least three i gotta think of the fourth dude but... he got two like a month apart um, uh, 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 last year, or uh, he had it in the preseason, the first year, and then he got yeah, it right, in December. John. You're right; yeah. he had it like twice in one month or something. And then, yeah, third time's the East Final, so this is the fourth time. This is the fourth time. Yeah, wow. <laughs> oh, hopefully, he's not symptomatic, and he's, he's right back. <laughs> I don't want to joke. We still he's been in good health each one of these times, but man, he right. cannot he can't dodge this thing, yeah, <laughs> no matter hoping. what. The same thing happens each time, right? But, well, what you're hoping is you don't get an outbreak here because that would knock one guy out, one guy out, one guy out. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, that's it. We've we made it an hour. It's late. Um, if you guys will allow us, we are gonna wrap it up and go to bed. We've all gotta, you know, we gotta might work. jump in, uh might jump in um Discord, Discord for the people. Yeah. We'll see what you guys are talking about. Um, a couple programming notes, of course. Subscribe to our Celtics All Access channel for constant uh, updates on the team. Uh, you know, new videos, new podcasts that we're posting every single day, including uh, Josue Pavone and Cedric Maxwell on the Cedric Maxwell podcast, Bobby Minnick's Dome Theory, all of our garden reports, Celtics beat, winning plays. Um, what else do we? What else do we have? Uh, Goodman, Ryan. Goodman and Goodman and Ryan, a list yeah. podcast with Sherrod, um, and Washburn and Washburn and Kwani, uh, absolutely loaded. Um, so yeah, make sure that you uh, you check that out. As far as Discord goes, um, you can hop on our Discord server. Let me find the uh, let me find the the thing. Oh, I don't have it anymore. There it is. Discord, go check it out. CLNSmedia.com slash Discord. You can jump in there, join the chat. I think we've got 11, 1,200 people in there. Very active community. Uh, people hanging, talking, um, you know, talking basketball. Please, please, please be respectful of one another when you pop in there and just have good, honest, fun discussion. We don't want this to turn into anything nasty in there. Um, no disparaging the host. <laughs> No disparaging the host. No, but honestly, no disparaging one another. Res be respectful yeah. of one another's opinions. Let's keep let's keep it together. I don't I don't care. Yeah. When I'm not in there, you can say whatever you want about me. I don't give a crap. Um, <laughs> we also yeah, have let's, uh, let's throw right up. It'll be good. Yeah. We also have uh, coverage coming up of the next three games out on the West Coast. Bobby's yes, heading sir. west. Can't wait for that. Bobby's heading west, so he'll be out there covering Golden State and the games in LA. So that should be fun. Quick. Once around for our sponsors again, Athletic Greens, uh, AG1 baby. Go to athleticgreens.com slash garden. Get a one-year supply of vitamin D, fire-free travel packs. Athletic Greens, one-stop shopping for all your daily nutritional needs. 75 vitamin supplements into one scoop of water. Bang, and you're done. 
Calm, number one mental wellness app. Go to calm.com slash garden. Receive 40% off the premium subscription of Calm's library of music tracks and sleep stories and all that good stuff. It's a tremendous deal, 40% off the premium subscription. And once again, we want to welcome in our newest sponsor, Rocket Money. Go to rocketmoney.com, save hundreds of dollars, canceling all the subscriptions you no longer need. Rocket Money, formerly Truebill, puts it all into one place and ding, 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 wax the subscriptions for you so you're not wasting tons of money. I guarantee, I guarantee you're doing this right now. I am too, um, and something you should definitely check out, so make sure that you do. Uh, Once again, the Celtics beat... uh, the Suns, they got the Warriors on Saturday. That should be fun. As we said, Bobby Manning is out there. Guys, final thoughts here. Oh, yeah. And anything you anything you support, any of our sponsors on the show gets you this phenomenal T-shirt. You just have to send me um, your information, and I will send the shirt out to you. Uh, final thoughts, guys? The good times roll. Keep it going. Go to San Francisco. and I, Beat that team like they stole something from you. That's, that was the NBA championship last year. So yeah. keep the keep the vibes going, and um, I I think uh, I don't think they'll disappoint. Honestly, at least effort wise, we'll see what the uh, Golden State Warriors have. Yeah, I love uh, I love these quotes starting to flow. Believe it or not, Tatum's quotes are just starting to flow out in in Phoenix. <laughs> He's chilling. He's taking his time. Take his take his time, Jason. <laughs> he he says of Grant's uh, kiss celebration, which I didn't see. I guess it was in the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, he said he was too excited, too hyped. He was jumping. I was like, Grant, it's still the second quarter. So I pulled him aside and said, you can do it, but I'm cool when I do it. I look cool. You don't look cool. You look like a kid. <laughs> and I'm sure he was probably joking, but you know, he kind of means that. Yeah, he, he could, he's always, yeah, he's always, he's always throwing shots at Grant. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he like, it's joking, but he also thinks Grant's the biggest friggin' dork in the world. <laughs> Remember what the fuck are you doing? Oh man, the Batman thing. I don't want to talk about the Batman thing. I, 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 I took a lot. I took a lot of heat for not being on board with it, but honestly, I thought he looked ridiculous. It was um, so funny. Chicago, in Chicago, um, <laughs> we mentioned uh, Javante Green. And he was saying like, "Yeah, he was great from this. You know, great opportunity. Happy to see him get this. You know, uh, this role with the Bulls." But uh, he's got to cut his hair. And then, like, we talked about how uh, the dunk contest, you know, that's something that Javante was like, yeah, I think he would do it. He would do it for sure. He was like, he just needs to cut his hair. Like, I just I just love how Tatum just, like, it would just throw shots here and there. And, it and was Halloween. Yeah. I guess he gets a, gets a pass, right? Yeah. Oh, that's the only reason why John yeah. didn't completely hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Imagine more for the Denver game, it would have been like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, Batman. Anyway, it's all good. Grant was awesome tonight. Um, and again, scoring in a lot of different ways. He scored the first seven points of the game um, when the when the rest of the offense looked a little bit disjointed. So he was great. Yeah, uh, he's, he's way down the list, but he'd be a big story. And last little piece of information. We're just going to share it with you, Xander Bogarts. Look at that. Bye-bye. We got a banner and everything. Yeah, 11-year, $280 million deal with the San Diego Padres. Xander, who's been in the Red Sox organization oh. since he was 16 years old, they plucked him when he was a teen champ right there. They Man. plucked him really when he hurts. was a teen from Aruba, 16 years old. He's been and you saw him coming up and you heard about him and he was one of those guys you like might make that trip to double A to see because it's like man he's gonna be something special and yeah he he wasn't like the 30 the, uh, home run too. guy. Yeah, he was on that first World Series team. I remember that big walk he had against the Rays in that game. And 
he he honestly became my favorite Red Sox. Uh, pretty. Quickly. I mean, that was his, he was on that he was on the 2013 team, and as a rookie, he played 19. in that po- he played in that postseason. So he was on the 13 team, obviously integral part of the 18 championship. That's it. That's. 10 years, literally nine full seasons with Boston in the major league level, um, 2014 on. He's been their guy. Uh, and it's just unbelievable to think of the core that this team had, um, you know, with with uh, with Bogarts and Betts and Devers. And at the time, I thought Ben Attendee was going to be something. And all of these guys and oh, just, yeah. just right. and yeah. to just piss it all away. It's unreal. some parallel. I mean, this almost feels like losing Marcus Smart and – you know, you're looking at Devers almost like a Tatum uh, who's on the verge of potentially Nine leaving now. And, yeah. You know, whoever you want to call Brown in that setup. But uh, they had something special going there. And now, like, it really <laughs> it's feels like they're back at square one. I still think this is a terrible contract. Um, and I would never have considered this. I honestly think if the Red Sox did this, it's strictly sentimental. It's just a shame that this is where we are with this team uh, right uh, now. That's that, could have been Brown or whatever. Yeah. That they're, that they're, that they're playing cheap and everybody else is spending money. It's insane. I don't know where the Padres got money. Uh, when the Red Sox don't. So it's just embarrassing at this point. But uh, I personally, I don't make this deal, um, you know, if I'm the Red Sox. And also the, the sad thing here is that Xander wanted to be here so badly, he would have played ball. But the further you get and the further you get and the further you get and you get to this point, and that's it. Somebody comes to the table with something like this, and you're not even close. You're not even close to being able to match it. So bye-bye. That's it for Xander. Good gonna, deal. Yeah. Good They're gonna lose a lot more people after this one. And man, yeah. when Devers goes, I don't know how they'll pull a lot of people back. I guess you know when you start winning again, it's, it's it won't be too hard. But man, it's gonna be bad when they lose him. And when you sort lose, of looks like the beginning so, of that, when you that lose under that Tatum's got down right now, just, just to the super chat guy. That's man, he's got that thing down. Like, it doesn't matter super what chat? he's in, he's bringing that back to the left, the the up and under. There it is. Yeah, yeah. What do you say? The layout package. I just, I just wanted to point that out. It's not underrated. I think that's. I agree, Josue. I actually think that that is the um, the number one change to his game is the yeah. uh, the finishing around the rim this year. It's completely different. The percentages back it up, but I think that that's the most um, that's the most profound difference. Is and um, that's what's driving their three point shooting, like that threat at the rim. <laughs> Smart's been a threat. Brown has been incredible there. They have three yeah. guys who are huge threats around the rim, and they have to account for them. Yeah, and that's it. The old Celtics, you defend by packing it in and letting them shoot. Now you've got to defend every inch, every blade of grass, as they say, you know. Um, and it's a really hard team to defend because they can beat you a lot of different ways. A um, lot of different ways. But anyway, just wanted to throw the Xander stuff out there. Um, and, uh, you know, because I know there's some interest in several of you, I'm sure, are Boston fans as well. Uh, but as I said with this stuff, when you lose guys like me, um, lifelong fans who were baseball number one over everything else at, at my age, you, you lose a guy in their forties from Boston. Who's, who's been a baseball fan his entire life. And I'm never going back. You've got serious problems. I'm telling you, you have <laughs> I'm serious, hanging in there. You have serious problems. That's a I'm great point. You've seen both sides of it. Like you, you've seen well to pass. Oh, four. I lived it. Because again, yeah. because of my stretch, I went from you know that we had that fifteen year gap when I was a kid in the eight in like eighties when they did the last championship was Bird in eighty six all the way to two thousand one. I've lived through darkness. I've seen <laughs> bad years, and we've seen it all. But again, baseball was everything, everything, yeah. everything to us. Uh, I watched. 
I was there on the field in St. Louis when they won it. I covered that professionally. I was there on the fields. One of the great thrills of my life. Um, and thirteen I, was really special for to, the city. Thirteen was great. To be this far removed and to not even care anymore is really hard to do. To like I said, to a fan like me, I am the wheelhouse demographic, and you're losing me, guys. That's a problem. Right. Right. Okay. Right, because like when I, because I, I can't say I like suffered that long, right? Because I mean, yeah, Pedro into you know signing Manny, times were good. Like, they were doing the up and up. Like I wasn't you know mid nineties, nineties, and all that stuff. So yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I was just thinking, if anyone's mad we're talking baseball, this is normally what we talk about around this time. It's this <laughs> or or, I know, or, right? or it's this or pies or pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that pickle show was special. Well, that was quite a debate. Well, hostile yeah. talk, you I'm hanging in there, but man, last Lee, year was I legitimately, rough, really Lee, I gotta tell you, me. I don't understand this comment, buddy. I don't know what you're saying. I'm literally trying to tell you, you lose, you lose baseball, you lose baseball fans of my age, and there's several of my friends who feel the same way. You've really done damage. That's the problem yeah. with baseball right now. The fan base is old. When you can't retain the core. Good luck, like man. The kids aren't friggin' watching. But my nephews, my 15-year-old nephews, they don't have friggin' Devers jerseys. They've got every Premier League player you can think of. They don't give a crap about the Red Sox. You got you have serious problems here when you're losing your core. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So it's 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 bad. It's gotten so bad right oh, now. What are you going to so drop anyway. that column? You got some heat there. There you go. I did it. Nah, man. It's all right. It's all we right. Like I to, said. We might have to yeah. do an off podcast about that because it is, man. It's been tough to watch the last few years. And again, they were pretty cool. I just saw a commenter say 2021 was pretty fun. And you still had your Bogarts and your Devers. And now it's just another piece gone. Like that was some real momentum they gained back after oh, the – um, after the bets debacle, which, which again, that yeah. killed people in Boston. Um, Fenway was pretty electric last year when they were doing those college tickets and they had that wild card uh, over the say, Yankees. And yeah, yeah but they squandered a, that with an awful year. Strange baseball resurgence locally with the youth. I th- and I call that the Carabas effect. I actually think he's one of the most influential and important people in all of sports. And I'm not just saying that because of his like, because being of that age and being enthusiastic about it, I do think that he helped pull some people back of a younger generation um, where they had kind of experienced a dip for some time, but it is hard. You're not getting a lot of kids. You're not getting, you're not getting lots and lots and lots of new fans. So it is difficult um, yeah. here to be losing the core guys, you know, and, and you know, I'm one of them. Schwarber was a killer too. Yeah. I, we can do a whole show. About we can, this. but anyway, we'll wrap it up. Celtics win. It was an awesome win. Thank you guys for joining us. Really good, lively audience here, hanging out late. Um, uh, you know, from all over the place, which was great. Um, statement win, statement Absolutely. win for the, for the Celtics. Five. Again, who are the top five teams in the league right now? It's it's obviously the Celtics. Uh, it's Celtics, the Bucks, Pelicans, Cavs, Bucks, Pelicans, Cavs. Suns were in there, Cavs, and the, you know those are your five. So you've you've mashed the Suns. Uh, you've mashed the the Pelicans game was kind of close, but you were you've got you've got a Cleveland problem. Well, there is no Zion. The Cleveland problem's real. Uh, yeah, we'll see what impact Zion will make if he comes to Boston this time around. I and mean, he's making a, a ridiculous impact everywhere right now, so he's yeah. back in full. And um, and they're winning without Ingram now, right? He's he's on the shelf. 
Yeah, I believe so. And then the the Bucks thing is going to be interesting because they do have that Cleveland thing going on with Giannis and Brooke, the two big bodies, really overwhelming size across the three through five positions. Uh, they'll cause some problems. But they have – I'm going to dive into that soon and preview Christmas. They have some, like, funky statistical stuff going on that you look at and say, like, all right, are they, are they on the Celtics level? Like, there's some stuff there that you can dive into and have some skepticism with them. We'll see what kind of impact Chris Middleton makes because – that's obviously a huge return and what they hope is going to swing out that series one. Yeah, it should be fun. There's a lot. The best thing about it is like, that's all you're doing at this point. You know, you're just weighing yourself against the best and see how it is, which is why a game like Golden State, you really want the measuring stick. I love going into, I love going into Phoenix and having them have Chris Paul, even though he wasn't a hundred percent, um, you know, and and see what you can do, which was astounding. I I, I want to see Golden State as close to full as possible because they, these are measuring stick games. You don't want to play. You're not just trying to stack W's. You want to see like how good are you. Um. So you know, it's kind of a shame you wait this long to play Milwaukee, but you'll get a full Bucks team with Middleton in there with Lopez the way he's playing. So that'll be fun. But we will wrap it. We're back in a couple nights. Thank you guys for hanging out once again. Massive win here over the Phoenix Suns. Uh, more lopsided than that final score by a good bit. Lead got up to forty-five points, I believe, at one point. An absolute drubbing uh warriors coming up on saturday bobby manning will be out there covering those games we will have a post game show as well on saturday we will see you then 